We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. It's strange that other people, other guys would feel differently, but I guess it checks out like with just like men in general sometimes being the worst. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the quote of the episode. That checks out with men in general sometimes being the worst. Drake Jackson. and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Erica, it is a long-awaited day today. I know. I'm very excited because I get to meet a special someone in your life. Yes. <laughs> I'm so pumped. We'll, you know, obviously get do our updates and whatnot, um, but we have Drake, my brother, not the rapper, coming on the pod today. Better than the rapper, let's say. So much better, better than the rapper. <laughs> better than the rapper. Uh, I love a family guest, honestly. I'm I'm so curious to see how you guys are similar and how you are different. Mm, that's an interesting question to ask him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I'm just going to naturally feel out the vibe and be like, oh, God, he said that just like Allie. And then I'm going to be like, how are you and Allie related? How are you related at all? In some ways, we are very similar. And in other ways, we are extremely different people. So it's we're like an interesting combo of our parents. Where, yeah. like, we have some things that are very much in common, but then there's some things that, like, he'll say or do something, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's my dad, and I would never mm-hmm. say that or do that, and then, like, vice versa. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm also – I'm home for the holidays, home for Christmas. Um, I need to do some last-minute Christmas shopping. I I already told you this because I am very upset about it, but I got my mom a bunch of Sunset Lake CBD stuff as stocking stuffers. And also for my brother. And I left all of them at my apartment in New York. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. But a great I'm gift still... idea. It, <laughs> it is a great gift idea. I got – so I got my mom um, – hopefully she can't hear me right now. Whatever. She's going to find out in two days. Um, I got my mom the sleep gummies and the pet CBD because I thought she's got three cats and, mm. you know, sometimes they're anxious, especially one of them. So I got her those two things. And then for my brother, I got two of the different gummies, one of the ones that has more like THC in it because he's kind of into that world. Um, So they will be getting printed out pictures of Sunset Lake CBD. Oh, I mean, I'm very jealous you got them the THC ones because those are the ones I'm very, very curious to try that I know they've been working on for a long time. Um, But yeah, I I actually got my sister some of their tincture drops. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, because she has... Very high anxiety, and she's uh pretty high strung, and uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've been I've been tempted to slip her those drops myself. But <laughs> I was like, like, you need to calm down. Yeah, I was like, let me let me buy them for her. She could do it, especially especially the move of putting them in your coffee in the morning. I think is clutch. Um, so good. But I but I really love their flavored ones. They have like a citrus one that I yeah, really, really I like, like the mint. The mint is my favorite. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got those for her to try. So if, if anyone listening here has not tried Sunset Lake CBD yet, I don't know what you guys are doing. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're missing out on one, a great gift, but two, uh, a great way to live. So check out sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our promo code FMH20 for 20% off. And you can use it multiple times every time you go. Please do. Spread the love of CBD. Okay. Spread that love. Um, so yeah, so I am excited for you to meet Drake. I'm excited for the listeners to meet Drake. Um, you know, long, long, long awaited people have been asking for this episode. Yeah, I know. And I like, I love this series. I've, I've listened to a couple past ones that you did, uh, with Rourke and, uh, I think it's a really fun series. I think we all have questions, myself included, that I often go, <laughs> give me, give me the male opinion on this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing from the mastermind of Drake. Oh yeah. Um, what, do you have any updates this week before we get to our mail? Um, not too many. The Captain Kirk update is a non-update where I've confirmed with my matchmaker that he's not going to count. Not that I really needed to confirm that because we never went out yeah. and it was not my fault. So obviously he wasn't going to count, but it was nice to hear her say that. Mm-hmm. So she's back searching for match. what will be match number six. Um, I do have an update from a, from my live yesterday. So I was really bummed. I know you don't watch Gilmore Girls. But those who do watch Gilmore Girls and I were very excited for Kirk to make its way into the nicknames. Right. And bummed that I had gave that nickname to somebody that never materialized. Unfortunately. And I don't want that to happen again. So what we've brainstormed on my TikTok live yesterday. We brainstormed that I am going to refer to general men as Kirks. Oh, like before you go out with them? So yeah. then – it's like, let's go out with them one time and then determine if, if they get a nickname for the show. Yeah. Otherwise, they're they're a Kirk. So like the guy, the matchmaker date that I haven't gone out with yet, he's like new Kirk. He's a new Kirk. Interesting. Okay. I like that because, yeah, I like that. I think I think it is, uh, sometimes I feel the pressure to come up with a nickname and I'm like, all right, well, I already know this is dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, get, I'm telling this story after I know that I'm never going to see this person again. So yeah. he was a Kirk. Right. And that's why like a lot of times I'll give the most basic nickname because I'm like, who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah. We don't, we will never need to say this thing again. Um, so right. that is a way that the nickname Kirk can live on and mm. not be squandered on one individual. And you know, what might be something fun we could do is, especially if we gather some information first, right? You go on that date, we might be able to throw it to the Patreon to have them vote on a nickname. Love it. Or suggest a nickname. Because sometimes I'm like, I can't think of one and... Mm-hmm. Why do the I outside world can pinpoint something better than I can. So, yeah. Um, so, so that's that's my update on that. So, I do have another matchmaker date that will happen in the new year with new Kirk um, and a couple other Kirks going on. I have two, one Bumble guy who I haven't talked to since we had this conversation, but basically we said we're both going away for Christmas and New Year's, and he said he told me he's going to follow up when he gets back after New Year's. Oh, okay. That's a Bumble guy. And then another Bumble guy that I've been messaging with while home who just asked me today if I would be comfortable moving to text message instead of talking on Bumble. And right before we hit record, I messaged him back and I said, I'll make you a deal. We can switch to text message if we make a date for the new year. Yeah, I like that. Be like, let's get something on the books because we don't want to we don't want to land in texting land forever no we do not we are not trying to pen pal here so so i just sent that like a couple minutes ago so i haven't heard back but hopefully i will then have three dates lined up in the new year 
All right, there we go. All right, getting on a roll. Yeah. I like yeah. It. I should also mention, I forgot to say this up top, there is some construction going on in my mom's house, dear listeners. So if you do hear like weird footsteps or noises, apologies in advance for sound quality. Okay. Uh, I don't hear anything so far, so I think we're good. Nothing's happened yet, but right before we were recording, it was pretty loud. So yeah, just just a heads up. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, same thing with the guy I went out with last week. Still haven't heard anything. So I think it's fully dead in the water. That Kirk is dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a Kirk. He's, he's dead Kirk. Kirk now. He's moved to Kirk status. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it was one of those. Hey, if I don't hear from them, I'm fine. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I actually have like a health update for everybody. Uh, yeah. So, people that uh, maybe listen to my pod and now listen to this are somewhat familiar, but I think your fans aren't altogether. Of uh, so basically, I've been having like a period problem really since like 2020 and first it was i was on the pill consistently for years i started having like a lot of spotting in between i also often was getting like bv and i only had one partner so i was like okay um and then upon breaking up with eggs benedict i was like oh let me just get off everything fully kind of give me a reset i thought maybe that was the problem with the spotting and I am someone that my whole life, that's the reason I got on the pill. I've had these like awful long periods, crazy cramps, crazy heavy, the whole nine yards. And also for many days. Um, so upon being off the pill for a while, I still was like, all right, I'm still kind of spotting a lot in between. I'm not sure. So frustrating. Yeah. And also after Eggs Benedict, anyone I had sex with. I would always have like a little bit of blood and I never had that problem before. And twice, Allie, someone I was like seeing twice, I like got blood on his like white blanket comforter thing. And it's the most just like, I'm very comfortable with my body and I'm comfortable with blood. Like it doesn't freak me out. I'm not like, Ooh, gross. Or, you know, don't poop or whatever. I'm not one of those people, (laughs) but like in those moments, you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because they assume, like, you had your period. And, like, didn't and, say anything? Like, didn't yeah. didn't say, like, oh, we should, like, put something down so that right. I don't ruin your... Because then you... I mean, we've all... The women in the group, at least, so most of us have all gotten blood on sheets. It, they're ruined. It's not coming out. It's very hard to get it out. I've, like, yeah. the best I've ever been able to do, and I have white sheets, so bleaching, hydro... You know, what is it? Hydro... Oh, my God, I want to say hydroxy. And that's Hydrochloric acid? Yes, I think. What's the thing you put on like cuts and wounds? Comes hydrochloric in that big acid. brown bottle. No, right? not hydrochloric acid. Um, hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. That's it. Okay. Do so not put that. hydrochloric acid on your wounds. Yeah, which I'm hilarious of. My dad's a dentist, so sometimes, obviously, sometimes there's blood and it gets on like clothes or the scrubs in the office. And I literally texted my mom, just being like, "What's the best way to get out blood?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, been there. Um, so yeah, so that's the part that sucks more. It's like not, it's like less about like, oh, embarrassing it's blood. And it's more like, I just ruined this person's bed sheets. Right. Which this guy, to his credit, first time was immediately like, don't worry about it. He's like, I'll bring it to the clean. Like, you're good. Like was so like, don't even flinch. Don't worry about it. And, and cause in that moment, I remember being like, my period had just ended like four or five days ago. So I assumed it was some period leftovers or whatever. Right. Uh, but then the next time I hooked up with him, I was like, I have not had my period in a couple weeks. And it happened again. And the second time I really felt terrible where it was like, okay, well, this clearly seems like 
I'm not letting you know or like, that, like some this is going to happen yeah. every time and that we should like take preparation so that we don't stay in something stuff. you know so you just whatever you feel bad it's like and th- and that's what's hard too is I wasn't like consistently having a partner through all these times yeah so like that does the, make it a lot harder right so the even the blood from sex thing was like was that just a weird like one two time thing yeah. is that a you don't have a you don't have a large enough sample size right so I've just been like kind of going through the ringer with doctors the past couple years so if anyone else has gone through this problem would love you want to dm me anything that's helped um so upon getting off the pill I was like let me try an IUD I was like maybe an IUD would be better than the pill and the spotting problem I even like got an MRI before getting my IUD to make sure like my uterus was I don't know correct for it like one doctor says that I do that I get the IUD upon having my IUD Molly uh Jesus uh Allie I literally was like all the time spotting oh my god Right. But when you first get it, they go, oh, well, this is normal. Like up to six months, you're probably going to have some spotting here. And yeah, I, I had heard that as well. It didn't that didn't happen to me with my IUD, but I my my gynecologist told me it might. Yeah. So I went back twice about it. And I remember the one time they're like, oh, it's about to be six months. Give it some more time. I came back. It was like nine months. I was like, this this is not, is not right. right. Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, and I was like, no, I don't think you understand. I like finally had to be like, I'm wearing tampons all the time. Fuck, like it's not man. just some light thing of like oh a couple drops in my underwear or like oh when i go to the bathroom i see some i'm like no 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 like i need to wear something and like i'm gonna keep getting like bacterial stuff because like that's not how we should be operating you're so not supposed to have that in all the time that. yeah exactly so i get i get the iud out i'm back on nothing for a few months uh and i still just kind of keep having this like spotting problem in like super long period so God, upon, I don't know, gyno number five I've seen, they finally at least suggest something different. And I had this procedure done this week called, I'm going to, I had to look this up because I keep saying hysterectomy and that's not correct. That is nope. not correct. It's not what I had. Not uh, the same. I have my parts. Uh, it's a hysteroscopy. Huh. So basically they go in with like a, like a little camera yeah. thing to take a good look. And they thought maybe I have polyps, which oh, I forgot to say. I've had like four different ultrasounds already. I've had that a million fucking times. Yeah. So it was like, okay, here's at least a new thing to try. So I did that. And then upon having my annual, I had like my, I had like a slight form of HPV. So they were like, we also would recommend doing a colposcopy, which is a better look at your service. Oh, yeah. And I've done that. I've had right, that. Make sure they don't see anything abnormal or take a, you know, biopsy if they need it. So I have this procedure done. I'm like, good. Okay, let's get it done. Get both of them done the same day. So I got to be put out, which was really nice. Um, And upon waking up from the doctor, she basically was like, there wasn't anything I saw that I think is contributing to this problem. Uh, And the only thing she pointed out to me is she said, you have somewhat of a heart-shaped uterus, but I can't see Mm. it well enough that I'll have to look at, you know, an MRI. Yeah. Basically, she was like, if it's really, really extreme, it might be very hard for you to conceive kids. Um, and if it's slight, there's like a possible, like they almost like shave it and reshape it to just make it, Oh, you're more easy, easily able to conceive of it makes it more of a quote pear shaped or round shape as she said. But if anything, like literally upon hearing this, I just honestly just felt really frustrated of like, I was oddly hoping there would be something when you went in to take a look. And that makes total sense. So that it could be like an answer. 
Exactly. And like, cause I'm very frustrated. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like I went to see a hormone doctor to try to fix this. They're very anti get on the pill. They're like, yeah, you got to fix everything from the ground up. Don't be throwing in any hormones. Uh, but basically all she said was like, you have a thin lining. Your cervix is probably just upon being touched during sex as apparently all of our services, cervix, cervix are being touched. Yes. Which I did not know out the gate. Um, but she was like, that's why you're having a little blood during sex. Uh, but basically like, that's all I got was like, you probably just kind of have this thin lining and that's why you're having this. And that's something can kind of like ebb and flow just, I don't know, through the years. She's like, it might be thin right now. And then all of a sudden a couple years later, yada, yada, which actually there was a point when I was on the IUD, I had one doctor put me on the pill and the IUD at the same time. I have a friend who's doing that like currently. Yeah, they were like, oh, this will restart the cycle or something again with the lining. But they said, because I had a thick lining and turns out not at all the problem. Opposite. Yeah. And that that was a brutal two months of I've never really experienced like huge side effects from birth control, like emotionally. And those two months, I was so sad. And I was like, oh, "Oh, this ain't it. Like, it was like, this ain't it. Both of them ain't it. One one or the other. I can't do both. But yeah, basically, it's like. The bright side is it's like uh, they took a biopsy as of right now. Nothing seemed off. They were like, we're really not worried in terms of like your health, health with like anything cancerous, which is great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm still like, I don't I don't know what to do on next steps. And also part of you is like when you've seen so many different doctors or something, you're just like, where do I go from here? Because the new one you go to, you got to forward everything. Yeah. So. It's something that it's like my I, overall it has been better. I haven't had the constant problem, but the new doctor I saw that did this procedure, she just goes, how long are your periods? And I'm like, like if we count the spotting before and the spotting after she goes, yeah, I go like 10, 12 days. And she too at long. least like gave me affirmation of, she was like, that's not okay. That's, that's not too long. Yeah. Normal. That is way too long. And I was like, yeah, like it's half the month. It feels like I have to, you know, be wearing a tampon or something. So that's, not, that's brutal. Oh, the amount of money I've invested in like random period underwear is insane. <laughs> like I've heard good things about that stuff. I anyway. I don't get one because of my IUD. Um, but and luckily, knock on wood, I've had a very smooth experience with my IUDs despite yeah. b- besides getting them inserted and removed, which remain some of the worst days of my life. Right. But yeah, oh, but, that um, sucks, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like it sucks and it's good like <laughs> hilarious of i was talking to my dad about it because he was like how'd your procedure go and i was like how much detail do you want how much do you want to know but he just he was the more the one that pointed that out he just immediately was like but health-wise he's like you're okay yeah he's like there's nothing cancerous there's no like problem problems i saw and i was like no but the period is still a problem really (laughs) a problem though you know especially when you talk to a man you're like if you had to bleed for two days you would be losing your shit absolutely so trying to stay positive trying to stay okay but i kind of mainly wanted to put it out there of i did have a few people dm me from the patreon they heard i was getting this done uh which thank you very much but also hey if anybody's tried anything that helps with this i'd be i'd be happy to hear it because i'm kind of i've kind of hit like the end of that rope of like even wanting to research it where i'm just like well this might just be my life now i'm just Ugh, i'm so I'm, sorry i'm Aunt Flo. i am officially Aunt Flo <laughs> for the world <laughs> I don't, uh, but yeah I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what to do about it. And it's oddly like I'm thankful I'm not dating someone right now that I don't have to be dealing with it with, you know, kind of like the sexual mess. Um, but at the same time, you're like, 
oh, it just, it kind of kills my, it just kills my libido a lot of the time. Yeah. Cause you're, well, then you're like in your head being like a a new partner, especially if you're like going to be dating casually, then you have to like deal with that. It's like an extra thing on top of everything else. Right. Or it's like, I would like people to go down on me and it feels like that goes out the window when you go, we got to put a towel down. They go, oh, you're on your period. And it's like a weird thing to explain. Like, no, I'm not. So I would still like you to go down on me. But if we have sex, yes, there will be some blood. Like, I don't, I haven't had to navigate that conversation. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Well, just, I don't know. I don't know how to wrap up this story. But that's that's what's going on with that's, me. Yeah, that's the update. Well, thank you for sharing. Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure, I know a lot of people like go through kind of like frustrating stuff with, you know gynecological health and not understanding what's going on and it can be so frustrating and scary yeah so much so anyway hoping hoping 2023 we can uh get that fixed somehow figure something out seriously but um if anyone else is going through something similar even just health shit in general just like i've kind of been fortunate of anytime i've had a problem i've been able to figure it out quickly and get it get it corrected quickly and this is like the first time in my life i've really had something and just pure frustration of like what is it like i just want the answer yeah so anyway on that well, note, on that we note, have ask a man today <laughs> we have ask a man um where my younger brother drake is coming on the pod he is 30 years old about to be 31 we're five years apart five years younger than me um i'm super excited to talk to him he believes that he is in the room and ready <laughs> so um yeah, I guess uh, we'll you know get to know him a little bit more over there. But anything else I should mention up top before we transition over? He's he's a man. He's a thirty something man. Um, I think people want to know is he single? Oh, we'll ask him that directly. <laughs> okay, we will ask him that directly. I already told it. He I gave him a little bit of a precursor of the questions, and that right. that's approximately thirty percent of the questions. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Often accompanied with the eyes emoji. <laughs> Hey, look, um, I appreciate it. Shoot your I shot, do, guys. I do too. I do too. Shoot your shot. Um, he has actually had, because I've been, I've had him, he hasn't been on the podcast, but I've had him like in my stories. He's done a couple AMAs with me in my stories and stuff. And I've like tagged him when we're in pictures together. And he has had some people slide into his DMs. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Nothing Maybe has I ever gone anywhere. Maybe I got to save him in my folder, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so on that note, without further ado, let's talk to Drake. Let's do it. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more, but when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box 
while your subscription is active. And we are back with Drake. Hi, Drake. Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Long, long requested guest of the show. Hopefully I don't disappoint. I highly doubt that. This is ser- seriously like the I think the most requested guest is you. That makes me very proud. <laughs> You've made it. I've is made really it. what we're yeah. saying. Yeah, adjacently mm-hmm. famous, as I said. Yeah, Drake told me yesterday at breakfast that it's always been his goal to be adjacently famous. So we're just really making that happen for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is ideal. It is yeah. ideal. No works, uh, no perks. It's really what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so I mean. I have an idea for the first question to throw to Drake of great. Are you single Drake? What is, what is your current relationship status? I am single. Yes. That was approximately 30% of the questions <laughs> that I received on my story with some variation of is Drake single usually included the like eyes emoji. A couple people included a detective emoji. Well, it's a very simple answer. So <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah. we're done. Yes. Yeah, the end of the episode. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. well the other so people are people are paying attention and they remember the ask me anything that you were on when we were on vacation Mm -hmm. where somebody asked you if you were emotionally available Mm -hmm. and this was about a, a little over a year ago and you said no and so a listener several actually two listeners wanted to know are you still emotionally unavailable while being single yeah we were talking about that yesterday too right um probably more so available than before i think like you know saying emotionally unavailable is like a a simplistic generalization right um yeah i think i'll always be emotionally guarded to some extent but it depends on the person right i mean you know that's the whole thing about relationships like you don't really know if you're going to be comfortable or open to them until you're actually in them right or you find the the right person so yeah I, i am more emotionally available just maybe you know emotionally complicated at times i think i think that's a great answer i think that makes sense because it sounded to me when we were talking last summer when you said that mm-hmm. that it was like you didn't you probably could have been if you wanted to be but you're like this is not a good time for me to be in a relationship with someone and like therefore i know that i'm emotionally unavailable yeah um i mean obviously we've had like you know complicated whatever past decade i don't know it's been a long ass time right and i found that in you know previous relationships when like things weren't going well with our family and dad and all that good stuff like just wasn't a a ideal time to be in a relationship like you know you're already emotionally turbulent like turbulent that's not the right word yeah that might be turbulent yeah Yeah, great word seizure again um but like when you throw in a relationship and like someone else into that equation, then all of a sudden it becomes like even more complicated. And I didn't really like that. I didn't like to have to like, you know, deal with my own stuff while also dealing with someone else's stuff. I didn't think it was fair to me or them. So it's just easier to like, you know, totally close off until I get to a, you know, a stable point in my life where I'm like, all right, you know, I can handle that. So I would say, yeah, I am there now, but obviously there's still complications that probably always will be. I mean, that's probably the same case for most people. Wait, so I'm just curious to clarify. When you originally said that, mm-hmm. was it just because of like life circumstances that you felt like things were just too chaotic and crazy? Or I would assume someone saying that it means like they were kind of fresh out of something. 
No, not fresh shot of something, just, just life stuff. I mean, with, you know, our dad and, you know, other stuff, right? Um, you know, when when our dad first got diagnosed with cancer, I was in a, you know, a pretty long-term relationship, which, you know, ended quickly thereafter. Um, and also at other times when, when things started kind of hit the fan, um, it, it was kind of the same case. So, you know, rather than, you know, continue to repeat that, you know, in my opinion, mistakes of, you know, dealing with all that type of stuff, also just like, you know, trying to figure out my own life. Um, it was just easier just to, to be like, hey, I'm going to focus on myself for a while. I forgot actually how young you were when dad got diagnosed. Because when you said you were recently out of a long-term relationship, I'm like, but that was in college. You were in college. I was in college, yeah. Uh, summer between sophomore and junior year. Yeah. I I mean, obviously I know you're five years younger than me, but like it just it that just kind of sunk in just now, like how young you were when that happened, that you were still in that relationship at the yeah. time. Such a fun time. Yeah, that was not a great time for anyone involved. No. Not your relationship. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> one one could argue that could have been said about that too, but that's not what that's not what I meant. Not what I was implying. Uh I have a question I feel like kind of relates to this that someone submitted. Um is bad relationship timing really a thing or is it just an excuse to not be tied down? I mean, I think it could be both, right? I think yeah. so. I think. Um, I mean, it's dependent on the person. I, obviously, bad timing is, uh, I think, 100% accurate in many, many cases, right? I mean, we're always evolving and, and changing and open to different things. And so, yeah, it could be just a, you know, excuse to, to not be tied down or, or get into a relationship. It also can be very valid. Um, I think it obviously depends on the relationship and the person and, you know, whether they're just bullshitting or, you know, it's valid. But yeah, I mean, that, that's happened to me in, in my life. So I, I think that's probably a, a valid thing for a lot of people. And I think a lot of times what we have talked about is that it, it I think you're right, it can be both and it can be valid in both ways, but it doesn't. If you're on the receiving end of that, it almost doesn't matter if the person is bullshitting you that they're not ready for a relationship. Like the end result is that they're not going to be in a relationship with you, regardless yeah. of if they're bullshitting you or not. Well, I mean, if yeah. they have a good connection, it can eventually evolve into a relationship. I mean, it, you know, just because like a door closes at some point doesn't mean it can't reopen later, right? So once again, if they're like, hey, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship, but, you know, I, I, I like you in my life. I'd like to continue whatever this is, or we can you know, take a step back and revisit it. I mean, that can also happen. It happens, so. Yeah. Yeah, funny. I was going to say it's the same thing as the, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I think timing, it's like, it could be an excuse. It could not. The end result is, at this time, <laughs> I will not be dating you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Whether I'm like, I could make it work or I truly just can't. The answer still is just, hey, not right now. Mm-hmm. I So the listeners know that you were living at home with our mom for a while. Mm-hmm. And they were curious to know, how was that? And you're not anymore. You're in your own home, which we mm-hmm. should also mention that we were going to record this in person. And then we realized that we really did not have the tech set up <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that. So you were in your pretty new place with your roommate. Yep. And the listeners are curious, like, what was it like dating or or not while living with family and kind of, you know, how has that changed for you? And what are you excited about? Yeah, I didn't really date much while I was living at mom's house. Um, you know, maybe a surprise to a lot of folks, but, you know, living with your mom at the age of 30 is not something you really lead with. Um, <laughs> it's not like, someone's like, oh, fantastic news. I'm so happy to hear that. 
Um, <laughs> I would also say I think that's something that men get judged for way more harshly than women do. Yeah, that that's very true. Um, and you know, like the reason I was there was like you know I, I wasn't I guess forced to live there. Like I, I had a job. I you know I originally was going to move in with one of my friends. We were like, hey, you know, we can't find a spot. We'll stay at our you know parents' place for a little while, and then you know he ended up moving away, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, shit. I guess I'll just be at my mom's house. Um, but I I did go on some dates. I like I, I, it's not like I stopped completely, but it's just like kind of a, a weird situation. Like, you know, even if let's say in, in theory, the date goes well and like, you know, what's the next step, right? Like I'm not going to have her over at my house when my mom is there. It's like, Hey, you know, we've been on three dates. You want to come to my place? Um, also you'll meet my mom, which will be great. She's lovely. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is lovely. Yeah. lovely. So yeah, no, that was, that was not uh, ideal for, for the, you know, dating life. I'm very happy. I, I had the opportunity to live with her, you know, starting what summer of sophomore year of college I you know always stayed up in college you know I moved to Pittsburgh you know I I never thought I'd have the opportunity to live you know at home again um so it was it was definitely a blessing but in regards to dating not ideal makes makes total sense you guys lived really well together and the three of us did too because I was home for like three months Mm -hmm. for a while when you when you were living there and the three of us lived together really well but yeah very different lifestyle yeah yeah no she's a great roommate obviously a great mom you know we all love her dearly dearly right but yeah it's like oh yeah you want to meet my roommate also my mom Uh, (laughs) she's making steak tonight it'll be awesome yeah (laughs) this episode is a little bit different because they do have a lot of like oh ask a man type questions but they Mm -hmm. also have a lot of like ask drake type questions because they've heard so much about you and they like you know have seen a little bit of you in my stories and stuff like that so it's it's a little bit different it's fun it makes sense. I'm, I'm very adjacently famous, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I have an interesting one here. Um, does a man like when a woman expresses her feelings for him, or would he see that as clingy? Mm, also, I think dependent on the woman and the guy, right? And in what way? Um, you know, it can go both ways, too, right? If a guy, like, you know, overshares and it's not the correct time to do so everyone's kind of like okay what's going on here right like this isn't stable normal human behavior i think that if a you know a guy likes a woman and like they're having a a good relationship then like honesty is always a good thing like you know sharing is typically a, a good hallmark in any relationship or friendship or really you know anything out there right um the issue is not that the issue is if you know the feelings aren't mutual right or if it's overbearing and consistent like then obviously you know be like okay what what's going on here but you know if if there is you know common emotions and shared emotions and it's you know a, a good functional relationship then i feel like it's you know generally a good thing okay i was gonna say when you said depending on the guy and depending on the girl i was like do you literally mean just depending on if the guy likes her <laughs> Yeah, that's how I, I interpreted it was like if he likes you he won't think it's clingy if yeah, he doesn't but, like you he'll be like whoa okay also, like, you know some men and some women are, are more open to to sharing like their emotions in their relationships um you know some people are uncomfortable with that some people are like what what's happening here I don't I don't want to know this or need to know this so yeah like you know all of those things in my opinion are true right yeah it's obviously dependent on if that person actually likes the other person but also just you know how they deal with other people 
I feel like it's like if they if you express your feelings and they're like, whoa, 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 then it's probably not the right situation for you, regardless of whether of like what the reason is of all those reasons you mentioned. Yeah, that's also very true. Yeah, it's not a can't really come back from that one. Like, oh, yeah, I really like you so much. Like, oh, thanks for letting me know, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm curious, like, when would you say for yourself was like the quickest you ever expressed your feelings for someone just on a basic like hey i like i really like you i you know want to keep seeing you type level i don't know like maybe a couple weeks few weeks couple months i i don't know i'm a a pretty like open book in in regards to like if if i like someone they they will know um because i will be talking to them and you know it's not like i'm i'm overly standoffish so i don't think that any time it's happened in the past like they've been surprised like wow i Really didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> Real enigma, that guy over yeah, there. That was that was strange. That's a total well, surprise. Like, yeah, I feel like this is commonly the advice men often give women: is they're like, "We're really bad at hiding it if we like you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna know. I'm gonna consistently be talking to you, trying to see you, spend time with you. Mm-hmm. Like, so it won't. It shouldn't seem like a surprise just suddenly being like, "Hey, I like you. I'm into this." <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, somebody somebody actually asked like if you're interested. How do you let a woman know you're interested in her? It sounds like you just tell her. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly true. Like once again, just in, in and I think it goes both ways. Like if if someone likes you and they're into you, like they will want to talk to you and, and hang out with you. Um, it's pretty simple there, I think. Mm, okay. It. Yeah. That's it is pretty simple, but I th- I think we like get we like get into our heads to overthink it of like mm-hmm. all of the different reasons why that might not be happening when you're like well you know it's pretty simple like unless there's some sort of extenuating circumstances that they are also communicating about mm-hmm. mm. yeah they want to yeah. see you like they're gonna make that happen mm-hmm. or I think a lot of women make an excuse when they think a guy is shy which I have a stance of I don't believe any man is technically shy I feel like he'll make the move if he wants to make the move. I think shy guys might just take a little longer. Um, so that being said, I'm curious, Drake, if you like someone, you want to like go out with somebody, how long from like when you meet them and feel that, do you usually wait to make the move? Like how quickly do you make the move? Um, I'm not really great at making the move. It's not somewhere I, I thrive. Um, <laughs> what does that uh, mean that you're not great at it? Yeah. Um, I, I think probably like momentum's a thing, right? I mean, I think, you know, in our generation, most of the time when you're like going out on, on first dates, it's through like, you know, Hinge or Bumble or anything like that, right? So like your your intentions are already known there. Like, you yeah. know, you meet up, you're, you're going out for a date typically. Um, you know, in real life, I, I think it's a maybe a little different, but, you know, if I meet someone and, and get along with them, then, you know, would probably try and hang out with them, you know, next week or you know next couple weeks now with that being said in, in regards to making the move it could also be misconstrued as friendship and i'm always open for friendship too like you know relationships are good regardless if they're you know dating or, or just like a, a new friend anything like that right but um i, I think probably pretty quickly um i would want to go out and, and get drinks or or whatever would you like make that known like let's say you're interested in a woman and you wanted to like ask her on a date mm-hmm how do you make it known that you're asking them on a date and not just like looking for a new friend? Oh, I don't know. If you find out, tell me. 
<laughs> Drake, you got to listen to this podcast. We give these <laughs> tips all the time. Has that happened that you've like asked somebody out on a date and they thought you wanted to be friends? I mean, I don't think people are idiots. Like, I, I think that if <laughs> if you ask someone out like on a date, then like or to get drinks, chances are they they know that that's what you're looking for. Like a one-on-one drink situation is yeah. not going to be the first time we hang out as friends. Yeah, exactly. Like that just doesn't usually happen. So yeah, I I think that it's like easily known just from context. Yeah. Like if we don't have an established friendship mm-hmm. and you ask me to get drinks one-on-one, mm-hmm. it's a date. Yeah. yeah that, make, I, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I wouldn't ask like a, a, a new Plutonic friend like, hey, you want to go to happy hour? You want to grab some drinks like, you know, next Tuesday? Like that just doesn't really happen. Just the two of us? It like just two of us. Yeah. a new friend? Yeah. Great sunset. Great for friendship. Yeah. <laughs> friendship sunsets all the yeah. rage these yeah, days. Exactly. Um. A couple people asked this, and it, it's never happened to my knowledge, but maybe I will find something out that I didn't know. Um, dating your friend, dating your siblings' friends, yay or nay? Um, it's not something I've really thought about. Like, you know, we, one, we have an age difference. Yes. Um, like, maybe if you were like my, my little, you know, your younger sister, I would be like, you know, protective, like, you know, my friends can't date you or, or whatever, right? Um, I don't know if it, on you know because i'm your baby brother that you would think that but i, I feel like that that doesn't usually happen like you know the, the brother is usually more protective of the sister the sister it's maybe a little less protective in regards to dating um and that's just me thinking out loud obviously you are the sister in this case so you can you know say yay or nay to that um you can actually get an accurate answer but like i wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it like it it probably would be un- uncomfortable and also would you know, raise the possibility of like major complications. Like, you know, if you dated one of my very good friends and then had a you know breakup, like I still plan to be your brother and have them as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you know? Yeah, right. myself. Like I guess I'm, I would be forced to choose you in this, but like what what if you know, it's like one of my like best friends from growing up? Like that would be awkward for me. <laughs> Good to know that you would choose me forcibly. <laughs> Great. Oh, damn. Winning. Um, I mean, I think it's like similar to – so it's never really like – I've never thought about it from you dating any of my friends. Mm-hmm. It's occurred to me before. I've like – not any of your close friends, but I've like met people through you before where I'm like, oh, that guy's cute. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, whatever. And it's, I've thought about it. I'm like, that would be kind of weird. But at the same time, like, it's not one of your like close, close friends. Like I'm not trying to, you know, date any of your best, best friends for that reason. But I think it would have to be that situation where like, if you meet somebody through a mutual friend, not even a mm-hmm. sibling, unless the other person does something egregious, mm-hmm. it's like, we went into this thing where you were their friend. I wouldn't expect you to not be their friend afterwards. Yeah. But like, that's not how it always happens. Well, totally. Again, yeah. unless they were like, if you're, if let's say I were to date one of your friends, all of your friends are lovely. This would not happen. Mm-hmm. But if I were to date one of your friends and they were to like totally fuck me over for some reason, mm-hmm. then I might be like, this person's not nice. <laughs> like, don't be yeah. friends with this person because they did this really shitty thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you know, what kind of relationship you're looking for. Like if you're like, hey, you know, I think your friend is cute. I want to like, you know, have a casual fling with them. I'd be like, well, that's probably not necessary. Um, <laughs> or, or like, you know, 
hey, I, I think I really like this guy. You know, I could, you know, see myself having like a, a good relationship with him. Then like, you know, who would I be to be like, no, like that, that sounds, that seems like it wouldn't be a good brother move. Like to be like, no, you, you really like this guy. I, I knew him first. Like, you know, stay away from him. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would appreciate a warning if you like know how they are with women and you go, eh. yeah, and that's fair. You that's that would be different. Yeah, that's like that's also a good brother move is being like, "Hey, you're free to do what you want." However, mm-hmm. I don't tell think I I this like this friend specifically. It, it irks me if you dated him not because we're friends, but because I don't think like they would treat you correctly. It's like that's a different different yeah. conversation. I think I'd have more issues with my friend dating my sister than I would my sister dating my friend. Oh, interesting. Although I think if you did tell me that, if I was like, oh, I'm interested in your friend and you mm-hmm. said that, I would be like, why are you friends with this man? <laughs> like, that would be, like, that would be my first question. If you were like, I don't think you should date him because he's kind of sucks. I'd be like, mm-hmm. why is he in your life? He could be a good friend in bad relationships. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, maybe he's not like a bad dude, but he's just like not emotionally available, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Emotionally complicated emotionally complicated the other thing though i think about us like you and me specifically is that we've never lived in the same city as adults agreed so like the dating each other siblings like when i left home you were 13 and and then it would have been weird if i dated one of your friends really fucking weird yeah that was a definite (laughs) no i would have been frowned upon that would have been some serious game yeah my god (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a no um but so but since then like the only time we've like spent time together has been when one of us is visiting the other person's city mm-hmm. not exactly the most opportune time to start a relationship when yeah, you're like visiting your sibling in a different city yeah it's just never come up yeah i agree yeah so it like hasn't really come up also i've known all of your friends for the most part since they were literal children yes that is also correct yeah do men ever know what they're looking for when they're dating yeah and like go into it being like, I really want to find someone like quote for a relationship right now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, a, a lot of them. Um, a lot of men like you know want to have a long term relationship and like want to get married and and have children. Like men also date intentionally. Like I, I'm not one of those men. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what I want. Uh, like I'm open to. I'm open to everything, but I'm not, you know, focused on a specific thing. But yeah, I, I have a lot of friends that are like, yeah, I, I really want to find like a girlfriend. I really want to find like my future wife and, you know, have a, a family and all of that, you know, fun adult stuff. So I, I appreciate that you are so open about saying that about yourself, because I think that like, that's a totally valid place for anyone to be. But I think a lot of people are afraid to say that and then end up in situations where they're like, leading somebody on maybe unintentionally because they haven't been so forthright. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of issues could be prevented by just being upfront and like, you know, honest to all parties and yourself. Amen. Subtitle of the podcast. (laughs) But when you, uh, when you say you're not dating intentionally, do you mean just, you're like, I go on dates and if there's someone I feel a connection with and I would like to be in a relationship with, like, it happens, it happens. Like, is that, is that what that means when you say you just don't date intentionally? I think that, you know, like as a society, we, we sometimes do a disservice to ourselves by being hyper-focused on, especially with dating. Like, 
I want to find, you know, my, my future wife. Like I want to get into a serious relationship or, you know, the, the opposite end, like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, have a fling. I'm not trying to look for anything serious. And I think when you, you do that, you, you end up, you know, essentially, you know, having success or, or failing, but only from the, that very narrowly defined goal. And I think that makes you lose out on, you know, what, can be still meaningful relationships, right? Like if you're looking for only for, you know, your future wife, then, you know, maybe you miss out on, you know, and it's a little different, I guess, with dating apps, but like, you know, in, in real life, right? Like if you're at a bar and your intentions are to, to you know, meet someone and, and have that turn into like, you know, a serious relationship, then that's how you judge everyone, right? And you might miss out on, you know, other meaningful type of relationships where not that's friendships, like even flings can be meaningful, right? So I think that when, you know, you pigeonhole yourself into that, def- like, you know, stringent of a, a definition of what you're looking for, then I, once again, I think you just do a bit of a disservice because you're missing out on other things. Now, in, in my case, I'm open to all things like, you know, I'm, I'm open to a serious relationship or, you know, friendship or flinch or, or whatever it may be. Like, I'm, I'm not going out there and like, hey, this is what I'm looking for now, you know, today, tomorrow, the, the next day. It's just like, I'm open to all these things. But, you know, I, I'm also open to to, you know, pretty much anything that is a good, meaningful, beneficial, you know, part of my life. So basically like on a dating app, if you saw a profile that said, I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking for something casual, either way, you're like, oh, I would go on a date with this person. Like it doesn't persuade. Yeah. I mean, it's depending on the person, right? Like, you know, how, how can I know what I want with a person before I even know them? True. It's very true. I think this just feeds into the theory, like all men are in hoe phase until they just find someone they want to be with. Like the term hoe phase men never use because they're like, I'm just living my life. And if there's someone I want to be with, I be with them. If there's Mm -hmm. someone I want to hook up with, I hook up with them. Like it's not, it's almost like they just don't have this pressure of, I don't know if settling is the correct word, but they don't have this pressure in their mind of like, "I, I need to get into a relationship now. And at this point in my life now. And sometimes that's just, you know, unfortunately a biological clock thing for some women. But mm-hmm. I don't actually know the answer to this. What's your typical type? I don't really have a typical type. I've been asked that recently. And, that's um, probably why I don't know the answer. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't either. So, well, How about this? What are like, what are top three preferences? Like think like, who's your celebrity crush? Like, is there any three things that stick out to you of like, Oh, I usually I tend to really like women that have X Y Z. No, not really. I, hmm. I don't know if maybe it's just like you know our backgrounds, right? We come from like a, a very multiracial family. You know, being Mexican, black, and white, like you know, different race parents. I mean, the, at some point, you know, different political preferences as well. Like I have friends uh, from all walks of life. Like I get along with a a lot of different people. Like you know, I can both be nerdy and also you know want to go out and, and have a good time so like I, I get along with a, a bunch of different type of people I'm also attracted to a, a bunch of different type of people so uh it, it's hard for me to to kind of narrow that down even to one two or three preferences because um I found that it's really just dependent on the person and I, I'm attracted to a, a lot of different types of women both you know on a looks basis also like an intellectual basis or you know a whatever they like to do um so yeah, no, I don't really have a type in summation. That's probably why I didn't know the answer. Yeah, well, there you go. Do you ever think attraction can grow for men? 
like women often have this pressure of like if we go on a date with a guy and he's a great guy mm-hmm. everyone always tells you like okay you say you're not attracted to him physically but that can grow they're always like that can grow like stay in it do, do you <laughs> feel do you feel attraction can grow for men but also i'm curious have you ever gotten the pressure to continue dating someone because they were like good on paper but you weren't attracted to them um maybe like in t- pressure from myself like you know I, I wish I was more attracted to this person because, you know, she checks all those other boxes or, you know, I really, you know, like her as a person. We get a, along really well. Um, but like, you know, obviously attraction is an important part of, you know, relationships typically, right? Um, outside pressure, no. And you know, attraction can definitely grow. Like, you know, I, I know people that started out as friends and like were actually being honest with themselves. Like, hey, I, I have no interest in them, you know, as anything other than a friend. And then eventually that, that change. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't think you could just like sit down and will yourself to, you know, grow attracted to someone. Like, I don't think it works in, in that way, but over a you know, longer term time frame, Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably more conducive to like meeting people in person, right? Like, I think it's harder, like you were saying about on a dating app, when you go out with someone from a dating app, like intentions are clear from the jump. Like you mm-hmm. are on, you are going on this date with a stranger to see if you want to date them. In whatever way that might mean. And so there's like that pressure there of like, well, if there's no attraction, why are we here? Yeah. But if you meet someone in person and you're like, oh, you know, this could be a friend. This person could just be part of my friend group and they can just be kind of around. I could see how that would then grow. It'd be easier for it to grow in that sense. Yeah, I agree. What is the biggest red flag that you won't ignore? I mean, like, emotional volatility. Like, What does that mean to you? Like, mood swing, like, anger. I don't do well with anger. Well it's, aware. It's just, it's just like, yes. It's just, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really something I have. Like, I'm not an angry person, nor do I really react in that way towards people. But when someone reacts like that towards me, it's, like, it's not a great feeling. And I also don't really know what to do with it. It's, like, you you're yelling and you're angry and, and I'm not. So I just, do I just leave? Do I just like get out of here? So, you know, emotional volatility, like it, one, I just, I don't, I don't do well with it, but also like, it's just, it's, it's not something I like could manage. I, I have in the past and it's just like, it, it's not great for me. That makes sense. So, so somebody, it sounds like you're saying somebody who doesn't like manage their emotions well. Yeah. Like who lashes out, like, you know, yeah. you can have, you know, obviously you don't have to always be like in a, a great good mood like you, you can have you know bouts of anger or whatever right but we, we know like you know those type of people that or relationships that like that that's a hallmark like volatility and, and anger and stuff like that and that I don't like that I don't do well with yeah I mean neither of us saw that like in our parents relationship like they yeah. they did they weren't yelling at each other like there wasn't like I'm they had conflict but like I think that that has been something that's been very weird for me when people are like that in relationships mm-hmm. like with the oyster who you met, you didn't see this part of it, but like he was like that in relationships and that was like normal for him. Like he was like very used to emotional roller coaster type relationships. And I was like, this is not good. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound great. No. And you can imagine 
I am much quicker to anger than Drake is. It's the reason I know he doesn't like anger. <laughs> and <laughs> I picked so up on that. I picked up I'm... on the little sibling sibling vibe there. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I was feeling that way, I'm like, well, that guy must have been like very quick to it. I definitely have a shorter fuse than Drake does. <laughs> uh, do you at all find it a turn off if a woman asks you out for a first date? No. No, no. Do some men? Is it like a masculinity thing? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think it's yeah, or just there's a lot of like dating advice out there that is very anti women initiating on like many fronts. So like a first date is a big front to that, or even initiating a second date. Um or texting them after a first date, like being the first yeah. person to text after a first date is a thing that to be very clear, we don't subscribe to this to this yeah, we don't. mentality. But yes, it, it is a thing. Um but I ask that because I'm also curious, like, do you think men sometimes do need a little bit of a push or a little bit of that, hey, I would go out with you kind of thing? Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, you know, you like to hope to like as society evolves, like these weird gender norms are, are going away, right? Like a, a woman should be able to ask a, a man out and or text them after a date. I mean, these are all absolutely absurd Um things which i know are, are are accurate right but like yeah men probably need pushes and like you know, for, for me i can only speak for myself like i i wouldn't find it a turn off if you know a, a, a woman i i liked and wanted to go out on a date with like hey you want to go grab drinks or you want to get you know second drink? like that that would be a good thing for me like hey i i like this person and she also clearly likes me and she's taking initiative like that's that's fun that's great um it's strange that other people other guys would feel differently but eh, i guess it checks out like with just like men in general sometimes being the worst (laughs) that's gonna be the quote of the episode that checks out with men in general sometimes being the worst drake jackson um no i think so like basically what you're saying is like if you already like someone you like them like you want to go on another date with them regardless of if they ask you on that date or not and if you didn't want to go on another date with them then you Mm -hmm. already don't want to go on another date Exactly. It's not going to be the deciding factor. It's not going to be like, guys, not going to be like, or at least me, like, oh, that date really went really well. I can't wait to ask her. Oh, shit. She texted me, asked me out. Like, this is ruined now. Like, (laughs) how did she do that to me? Yeah. It's not being clingy to just initiate seeing them again. Yeah, exactly. You know, all these like dating hoops and games, I, I just don't subscribe to, nor do I succeed at them. So, um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Anytime I played a game, it never worked. So yeah. I was like, why? I'm losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Play a game, I, I'm definitely losing it. So. <laughs> yeah. Might as well just not play. Does it. Oh, actually, I like this one. Do you ever go. So, oh, also, I should I should note that it hasn't this hasn't come up on this episode somehow, but you don't actually call me Allie. No, I do not. Our, my whole family calls me Alexandra. I don't know if you knew that, Erica. Oh, right. A couple people call you Alex. I do not condone that. You're correct that a couple people do call me Alex. I have never approved that nickname. That's, that's fair, but they're persistent. They are very persistent. <laughs> um, so do you ever go to Allie, Alexandra, for dating advice? And if so, did you take it? First of all, I'm, I'm glad you said Alexandra afterwards, because if not, I would have no idea who you were talking about. Um, Thanks. I 
I think I have gone to for day advice, like maybe a, a couple times. Um, if I don't remember if it was good or not, if it was good, I'm sure I probably, you know, took the advice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you asked me i remember something you asked me recently okay you asked me recently well first of all we had a discussion about how many drinks to have on a first date yeah the answer is two the answer is two yeah um what you drink two drinks that's your type the two two drinks on a first date that's your type yes (laughs) drake and i had a whole discussion about how like one drink is like that you're not having a good time that's like you know, let's get out of here. Uh, but then like, yeah. if we're talking about like a weeknight, two drinks is like a good, like I'm having a good time, but I'm also like an adult who has things to do tomorrow. No, yeah. I feel like the second drink is just a pure signal of, I would like to stay on the date. Cause I hate when I don't get another drink and the other guy does, and the guy does. Yeah. My, I'm like, I gotta stay here. My <laughs> issue was that in that particular context was like, we were at that date for like, two hours like i i get the you know we got one drink this this didn't work out let's let's get out of here right yeah but it was like we're sitting here for two hours and there's no second drink coming and i'm confused <laughs> you offered you were like do you want one. another drink like well, you yeah offered? i think once again like if i if i'm at dinner like yeah weekday or, or whatever like you know i'm i'm a two drink guy like if, if i'm having a good time like if i'm, I'm talking like you know we're at a mexican food place the margaritas were fairly decent like I'm going to get that second drink like with a friend or a date like that. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Um, unless I have to go home early or unless like, you know, I don't want to be there then, you know, one drink that's, that's totally fine. Right. But the, it just confused me. I just sat there confused the next hour um, and 15 minutes. It'd be different if she had said something like I'm having a really good time, but like I have to be up early. So I don't want to have another drink, but like, exactly. let's keep sitting here. But there was yeah. just like no discussion. Yeah. No, it was yeah. Just like, you know, another hour and 15 minutes of small talk. All right. Kind of here we go. Yeah, that's yeah, on. Here. You got to communicate because I would be like, "Oh, I'm okay. I, I, I'm just not drinking a lot right now." But, but you get another one. I would like signal something. But that's also like the pressure of like you're taking up the time and space in a restaurant. And I would just feel bad like yeah not ordering anything. Yeah, also, or I'd we be like, I guess I'll get a seltzer. Like yeah, we weren't ordering anything else either. And it was like the, the place was closing. Like, we gotta go. <laughs> mm, <laughs> gotta <yeah>. leave. <laughs> Okay. No, but the actual advice that you asked me, I think it was in that same conversation, was about – might have been that same woman. I don't remember now. But there was going to be like a gap where like she was traveling or not going to be here and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, if we don't have – like if we don't have our second date fairly quickly after the first, then we're not going to see each other for like three weeks. So mm-hmm. like what do you think? Yeah. And by that time, you're an entirely different person. Three weeks later, I don't even know who yeah. you are. Exactly. <laughs> Future me. Be future me could be anyone future drake is absolutely unreliable <laughs> so wait did would you say you took Allie's advice yeah i i believe so it was good advice so thank you yeah look at that yeah got another client on her hands <laughs> <laughs> just a freeloader is what it is my friends ask all the time if you'll give them dating advice I've said I would. Yeah, they just got, they have to reach uh, out. They got to reach out. I've helped so many men with their dating profiles. It's not even funny. We're, I've been like, just give me your phone. We're like, occasionally useless. So that, that's <laughs> weaponized incompetence. Allie. There it is. That's always what it is. Um, someone did ask me. This is a small question of what is it like to be uh, Allie's brother? Um, well, been doing it all my life. So. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty used 
I'm pretty used to it now. Uh, <laughs> took a while. Took a while to ramp up. Yeah. It took a while, yeah. But I think they mean like, especially with her being like a dating coach now. Um, good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't really, don't really. It doesn't like come into my world that often. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have to take a lot more pictures and videos when we're on vacation. That's honestly a bummer. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't love that part of it at all. <laughs> Outside of that, like, you know, she, she enjoys doing this. Like it, I think it's good for her, her life. And, and so I'm happy for her, but it doesn't like impact me. Like a couple people have like, been like, Oh, are you really finding Mr. Heights brother? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So like we have, we have the same face. Like this, why would I lie about that? This is weird, you know, game here like yes of course i've hurt sibling so um other than that like it, don't ever think about it i guess so basically yeah, you're, you're being trained to be an instagram boyfriend for your future, future yeah, yeah. yeah well i will yeah. say you're welcome <laughs> yeah. i'm good at pictures you're I, great and i i lot you one to two a day which i think is totally fair like, yeah he has, yeah, he does yeah. have an allotment he and and i i'm respectful yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, it. We, we found a nice middle ground. Yeah, yeah, we found which I don't. I don't think you would get annoyed by the when I we stay within your allotment because that's your allotment. Yeah, it's just the the second or third request. Then, then I will stare awkwardly and potentially walk away. You're over your allotment, but like yeah, mom exactly. is just so bad at it. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on that. My mom is <laughs> also terrible. She's improving. She is improving. That's improving. true. <laughs> that's true. Um, I have a little advice question I think might be fun to wrap okay. with unless you have anything else, Allie. No, you go. Let's, let's hit it. Okay. So there's, here's a little scenario and I've, I've gotten a bunch of DMS from women in a similar scenario. So I think this is very valid of, um, okay. Let's say you are dating a woman and she says, I'd love you and you're not ready to say it. What's the best way for her to handle that scenario? Oh, God. Um, that just made me panic. Um, <laughs> uh, We've sat over the edge with this imaginary woman. I, yeah, like, I'm sweating. Like after that, like what? What's he say? Does he say like you know, thank you? Does he say like I'm not ready? Like what? Like it's basically for, from the per- perspective of someone who says I love you first, right? Okay. It's like you say I love you first. They don't say it, or they say I'm not there yet. I've had women ask me like should I bring it up and have a conversation about it? And I'm like, I've never been in that scenario, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, no, I feel like they know. And if you just keep bringing it up, it makes it kind of worse. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. I'm not a man. So what's the male opinion? Once again, like, you know, going back to to previous questions, like it's dependent on, on what that guy's thinking, right? Like if, if he, loves her just not ready to say that or like if, even if like he really likes her but it's not quite there yet then like you know that's that's one conversation right like that's like okay you know he'll get there at some point probably probably don't want to press him on it um you know it's like there's only really one acceptable response in like that i love you situation it's like i love you too unless you don't or you're not ready for that right so if, if that didn't happen then you know there's obviously a, a, a reason why I don't know what to do after that. It probably wouldn't be the best of a situation. Um, you can kind of continue and just like, you know, hope that at some point he'll get there or you move on, I, I guess. That's probably the, the, the two options, right? I, I, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, I, I'm wondering like, 
if that happened to you, would you kind of almost sit there being like, well, now I feel there's kind of a clock on this of if I don't feel that way soon enough, then maybe like I should end the relationship. Cause that, that's how I would feel if someone said it to me and it's like, like I'm not where they're at. Yeah. Cause I might be sitting there being like, why don't I feel that way about Mm -hmm. them yet? And like how much time realistically would I give myself to be like, do I really see myself getting deeper or, or is this essentially just like, Oh, this isn't going to work out long-term and we should end it. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty open like with, with my emotions. Like if, if someone said, if, you know, a woman said like, I love you to me and I, I didn't love them at that point. Like I would, I would let them know, like maybe, you know, I wasn't ready. Maybe, you know, I, I, I can see myself at some point, you know, loving them. Right. Like I wouldn't just, you know, I wouldn't leave it as like a, a, a confusing picture. I'd say like that would be very difficult. You know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily feel more pressure because, you know, it, it, as long in, in my opinion, like as long as you're being open and honest, like in a relationship, like you're, you're doing really what you need to do. Right. It's not like your fault if someone loves you and you don't love them quite yet. Right. It, it, it would be your fault if, if they said that and, and you said it, you didn't mean it, or you just kind of kept stringing them along. But like, if you're honest about where you're at and, you know, in the context of like, you know, your feelings towards them, like that, I feel like that's all you can really do. Right. Um, I'm sure it probably doesn't usually play out that way, but, um, in my situation, like I said, if, if uh, a woman said that to me and I wasn't there, like I would let them know why. And, and I guess like let them choose the best path moving forward. Cause like, obviously they're the emotionally vulnerable person in, in that situation. So, so essentially you don't think it would be bad, say two months later, they still haven't said it and you kind of have a check-in of like, Hey, you know, two not sure will, how you're feeling about this. Two months would be a long time, right? You like, do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after the original check-in, cause I think that's how most people feel is they have that initial combo and then yeah. they go, so should I ever bring this up again or where are we at? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's probably fair. Um, but you know, I, I think that at that point, I don't know. I don't know where the responsibility lies, right? Like, you know, if the, once again, if the guy's like, you know, being good and they're continuing to grow the relationship, like, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily like, you know, on him to be like, Hey, you know, just let you know, you know, a month and a half ago, you said, you know, we'll say it when, when he's ready, obviously. So I, I think in, in that case, like the the woman in this scenario who said, I, I love you, like, she's probably the one that's like, all right, well, if he, he doesn't love me, then I, at some point there's like a, an end point that I, I need to walk away and, and find someone else that, you know, has, you know, these similar feelings. So yeah, the, the two months, the, it could be a checkpoint, but like there also could be finality in it. Right. Cause like, if it's like, Hey, yeah, you know, I, I still don't feel that way about you. Then what, what do they do? Like, all right, well, cool. I'll check in in another two months. We'll see how that goes. Or, you know, do they kind of walk away? Yeah. It feels like, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like something that you need to bring up again. Like if you need to bring it up again, they probably mm-hmm. still don't feel that way. Like yeah. Yeah. because once you've said I love you to someone, they're I unless unless you know assuming that they're like an emotionally open person, which like if they're not, then maybe that's something to consider. But they will say it when they f- feel ready to say it. They're not gonna be like hiding it, mm-hmm. and then you ask them, and they're like, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to let you know. I do love you now. The last two months. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you circled back. Yeah. (laughs) Because the comfortability is there. They're not going to get rejected. You said it first. So it's like, yeah, there's no wall. It's um, it's just interesting. I have a friend going through this right now and they're at a year 
And they've had that conversation and he just said, he's just not like a quick person to say that. But however, at the same time, he's like, Oh, this summer we should like go on this vacation. Let's do that together. So she's sitting there being like, I know he like is in this and is, and she's like, I feel he loves me, mm-hmm. but I just haven't gotten the word confirmation that she was like, okay, you want me to plan something like, you know, 10 months out. So it's like, okay, you don't think you're going anywhere. Like, and me saying, I love you didn't scare you, but like, she's sitting there being like, I just, I want to hear it though. Like I want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but like, you know, what's more important, like, you know, a, a word or like actions, like clearly if he wants to go on a, a, a trip, like, you know, planning out ahead, like he, he sees her as someone that he wants, like in his life. Right. Um, so he's mm-hmm. probably like, you know, saying uh, whatever that I love you or in the context, like I have feelings for you in a, a different way. Right. Um, seems like he probably should get more comfortable with just saying like simple words and she probably should be fine with being like, all right, well, like, yeah, he may not say it because clearly something's going on there, but like at the same time, like he, he wants me to be part of life. Like that's, that'd be fine. I feel like, like not ideal, but not yeah. the worst thing either. Yeah, like right. if he's doing all of the other things that are mm-hmm. showing her that he feels that way and invested in their relationship. But yeah, like work on your words, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like when she told me, I was like, I don't know if I'd make it to the vacation of still not hearing and I love you like yeah, a really long time. Especially even at a year. Long. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's tough. It's very tough because I, I don't want to say to her like, well, clearly he doesn't sis and you got to fucking leave. Like. You know, because I don't think this is a bad man at all. And he is showing her and they're having like a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's kind of similar to me of like, if someone asked me about like moving in with them and I'm sitting there being like, you haven't even said like, I love you to me. Like it would be a weird, yeah, you know, not that we have to do things in order, but that's something that I'd be like, okay, a bit of a big step for me to still be like, do you love me? (laughs) One time, just one time. Yeah. 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 Well, Drake, thank you for joining us. I, I appreciate you putting yourself out there to the to the podcast world. Me? I had fun. Good. Yeah, thank you. Good. Yeah, Good. I, I like talking. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And, uh, and Drake, I love you. I love you both. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're not going to make us wait a year? We, should, we can circle back in December 2023. You're right. All right. Yeah. Let's, Say it uh, back, Drake. Yeah, let's have a, an, another checkup in 2025. <laughs> we'll see you then yeah we'll see you then alright well thank you all for listening and uh, again if you want to suggest anything for any future episodes check out our podcast website and the link will be in the comments and uh, thank you again Drake for coming on bye everyone bye